This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Ringgit and Sense is brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia. Good morning, you're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense, the show all about personal finance, and I'm Sim Weeboon. Today we have with us K. Gunnar Sigrin. He's the founder, licensed financial planner, a behavioral advisor, and money coach at Wealth Street. He's here to talk to us about how the subconscious mind can sometimes determine the choices that you make and you know, the choices that could hurt you when making financial decisions, especially when it comes to investment. Good morning, Gunnar. Thank you and welcome to the show. So let's start off with the core question of today's topic, which is the subconscious mind, right? How does it actually impact the financial decisions you make, especially when it comes to investments? Wonderful. Sim, it's a, it's a topic which is very close to my heart, Sim. And I want to share this with whoever the audience are listening today. We all are biological individual. So therefore, we think in terms of thoughts, feelings, and action. All right. So thoughts, feelings, and actions are giving you the personality. So what do I mean by that? See, for example, whatever that we do in life, let's say in this terms of investment, okay, um, we could have an experience down the road, we've been investing, and during this period, you notice that while you're investing, it becomes a thought, then whatever that you experience from that investment becomes a feeling. And when that feeling is being repeated over and over again, it becomes a behavior. It becomes so unconscious that the body accepts that as a personality. The question is whether this personality is helping you or hurting you in making the investment decision is the key. Okay, so how would you contextualize this as an example? Do you mean that like say that um, I have made money from investments, maybe from a particular stock, right? I've continued to make money. But because of that, there comes to a point where logic is out the window and I will always be believing and obsessing over this stock because I just feel like you'll just keep on making money and that's where it hurts you. From your subconscious mind, we go into model or domain, which I call it behavioral finance. When you mention about that you are so optimism biased, where over the last two years, uh all your investments are making money, immediately your thoughts said, I am good. You know, whatever I do is fantastic. I'll make money. Then the feeling said, yeah, whatever I do is good. I'm excited. I'm on top of the world. The body programs that and say, yes, I'm excited. So this is the catch, Sim. Optimism bias says that when you're too excited in just focus on your previous success, then when the market dynamic changes, the environment changes, you tend to forget the process, actual process that you were doing right uh, to make money. So doesn't mean that you have success in the past. You would continue to repeat in the future. As such, so when you are too much optimistic, you tend to overlook the most important relevant data in the market and you tend to make the mistake. But let's flip it over, right? Okay. Can the feeling, Can the same damage be done if you are not lucky with your investments and you've been losing money <laughs> and you've been okay. very discouraged, right? And you just, you know, you just keep telling yourself, you know what, no, I'm going to stop. I'm not going to be an active investor. I don't want to put money in these and stuff. You know, people will look that as an opportunity cost because then because of that, unconsciously, you might miss out on opportunities and all, right? Okay. That, this is something that I want audience to pay attention most of the people that I encounter so far in my business, I realize that 
These are the people who have gone through the process and they don't have the right knowledge. I mean, generically speaking, they don't have the right knowledge, they invest, or they don't have the right person for them to help them to invest. And there are many variations to this. So I call these as, uh, they're trying to uh, define your future by your vision, meaning they want to reach their goal. Could be retirement goal or whatever the goal they have in mind. But as to pursue this journey and these failures becomes thought, I'm no good investing, or this person is not helping me, and so many variations come. The thought then becomes a feeling, say, mm, maybe uh, I'm not destined to make wealth, or I'm not destined to make money. Mm-hmm. You know, then the body say, yeah, you're right. You know, you can never be rich. You cannot be wealthy. So this is a pattern. What is a pattern? I call it personality. So then, how do we change? Okay, so then you need to look for, you need help. Okay, I call it mental model because you need to outsource this part to, let's say in this case, a financial planner come a financial coach where help you to remodel your wealth infrastructure or your wealth model. So let me explain layman term. Meaning, when you discuss with this financial coach, chat, not talking about business, but just understanding your model, then they can help you to say, look, this is your past. There are certain things that you have made mistake. Wealth has got nothing to do with you. It is the way you see the wealth. Therefore, let's analyze where you went wrong. So when you've done that, then you do alignment on your mental model and say that whether you know you went for aggressive funds or stocks or investment, whether your asset allocation is correct, you know, the key thing is this, whether you're sticking to the game plan where minimizing your emotions so that even though, like now, presently, the market condition is very volatile. It's going to be volatile. So the key thing is, is your purpose in front of me or is the volatilities in front of you? Mm-hmm. You've got to be very clear on that. Yeah. As long as your purpose in action, then you just need to maintain your emotion in harmony with your purpose. Therefore, you continue to stay invested. Eventually, market will pick up. That also, uh, it's a caveat, I would say, depending on which asset class that you're investing. Yeah, if yeah. you've got the right model. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. Investment is such that it's not static. It's very dynamic in nature. So the individual need to adjust the mindset. That's why I said whether you have a growth mindset or you have a fixed mindset. I think every one of us is different and we always have different yeah. personalities. Yeah, yeah. But how does the subconscious mind impact the personality and decide on maybe your the type of investments that you make, right? Do you have any idea or a categorization where you see someone and you know this is how their subconscious mind works when it comes to their investments? It basically comes from the language that the individual speaks. You need to be very aware of the way they speak about certain experiences that they come through. Mm-hmm. Okay. We listen to the languages. So you say, this guy is too greedy. Then you need to bring down his awareness and say, look, you have made this money, you are good. So what is driving you to be, you know, too optimistic or too greedy? You know, is that kind of risk that is relevant now in your life? So that goes back to their value system again. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's a lot of domain involved. But through the language, we can basically calm their mind and help them to see, say, yeah, maybe I'm taking too much of risk that I'm not seeing. Your body is always geared about something. Yes. They're all geared, you know, let's run, let's do this, let's do this. And because you're so geared, people always, I'm bravely saying, most people don't take t- time to be calm. And why is that important? Okay, I think when you are calm, what happens is you tend to observe. 
hey, why am I rushing? Uh? Why am I being too greedy to get this return? Uh? What do I really want out of this? Uh? So you need to be calm. But it's hard to argue against that, right? Especially in this day and age, right? Where news comes out non-stop, right? Social media and everything. And especially if it's so global, right? I can invest in a chip company in Correct. the US mm. and then wake up the next day to find out that like there's been some sanctions or mm. something like that. Then, mm. And I think that gives people anxiety. How does this then impact the subconscious, your subconscious, right? When it comes to investments. Information doesn't mean that equals to result. Would you mm. agree? Yes. So, yeah. so people don't understand. I mean, maybe the young generation who are listening to this will pay attention. Um, everybody are using the phone, I won't say 24 hours, maybe 12 to 16 hours a day. Mm -hmm. You know, so they are so addicted. So that is another behavior addicted to social media. Okay. So when you start to bombard yourself with so much of information, you then think again, the thoughts, feelings and action go back to this frame. They think that, yeah, I know information, you know, and that becomes what? Optimistic bias. Mm. I can make a decision. You yeah. know, I think so they are looking at news and information, forming their own opinion without doing proper research about a sector or a company. And they don't have that competency. They like to believe uh, this keyword, huh? like a movie said, Mulder said, I want to believe. Mm, you know, I don't know yes. if you watch the movie. So, so they believe that, hey, I think I know it. I know I'm going to invest. So, but then you don't look at the process of investing. It is not helping you. So you need to calm down and say, hey, okay, yeah, this piece of information is here. So what is the authenticity? What is the relevant to this talk? What is the risk that I'm not seeing in this particular information? Okay. What is the yes. blind spot do I carry? What is the other things that I don't see might hurt me later? Mm -hmm. You know, so this sort of stuff. Okay. So, you know, with all this, right, I think one thing is clear, right? The subconscious creates biases, which Correct. then dictate the way you invest, right? So maybe we can expand about this more. Maybe what are the type of biasness that, you know, comes out from your subconscious that determine how you put your money? Biases basically comes from the past conditioning of the individuality. Mm -hmm. So there are wide spectrum of investors, you know, in the market, very wide. You know, some are new, some don't know. A lot of lot of people there. Yeah. So so these biases comes how this individual pay attention to this, huh? how this particular individual has been conditioning their mind uh, in relation to investment based on their market outlook and based on current condition. Okay. I'll give you an example where people love this right now. Oh, everything is crashing. Tesla is down. Yeah. Market yeah. is down. Volatility is down. Yeah, tech so stock and all that. Everything. I mean, let's talk about tech. I love talking about tech. I never touch, uh, touch the tech stock because the P ratio of tech is tremendously high. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so why would one want to go? Because the recency bias, this recency bias says that, hey, it is moving. Everybody is making money. So the herd mentality jumps in and says, Tesla show win. Mm -hmm. But without forming a proper evaluation it was winning it was good earlier that's fundamental right now going back to that static is not fundamental anymore already then you must change your mind you must change your approach but because of your conditioning your emotion overrules your processes so that's the danger where most people don't know because your emotion is within you and you tend to believe your emotion is real emotions are good and emotions are bad, depending on circumstances. Mm -hmm. That's part one. Let's go back to the scenario number two. Scenario number two is someone has been failing. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, let's say last two, three years, they've been investing and they're not getting the kind of result. Yes. Here comes the volatility. Oh, tsunami, get finished. I cannot invest. My money is gone. So what happens is, when you're in a stress moment, there's a chemical called cortisol. I'm sure you know that. Yeah. This chemical, it's produced in the brain. All right. It comes and it hijacks your whole system, nervous system, whereby you will fall into the emotion rather than your logic. So where is emotion? Your body. It's an unconscious mind. Therefore, then they will not see this opportunity. I would say this. Look, market has corrected. Let's see which sector is cheap to go in. Because whenever the market is corrected, there's always opportunity. Okay? The only concern is, based on this global market environment and all this data, where is the cheap sector or which country, whatever that you want to go into. And you have to observe that. Then, pick the right thing based on fundamental and stick to the game plan. It is not being embedded in the subconscious mind that they're so into it that the plan is them and they are the plan. So whenever, whether being shopping or they want to go holiday or whatever they want to do, they always refer back to this plan within them. Don't see the plan outside. Internalize the plan inside and say, hey, I don't think so I should buy this car. Or I don't think so this because I'm supposed to do this, this, this. All right, we're going to take a short break for some messages. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Stay tuned for Ringgit and Sense, brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia. Welcome back. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense. I'm Sim Weeboon and today's topic is your subconscious mind and how it affects your investments. Joining me to discuss this is K. Gunnar Sigaram. He's the founder, licensed financial planner and money coach at Wealth Street. All right, Gunnar, before the break, what I got from it earlier was that it sounds like what you advocate in terms of how your subconscious mind impacts your investments is to somewhat go against it, right? For example, when there's a trend that's very obvious, like the rise of tech stocks, you tell yourself to hold yourself down. You know, don't jump on the bandwagon. And on the flip side, when the market is volatile or in your words, it's correcting itself, now, then, it is the time to invest. This is interesting because, you know, when the market is up, your subconscious self will usually tell you to, okay, invest more. Whereas when the market is bad or volatile, you know, your subconscious self will tell you to stop or hold back. I would say this, going back to that personality again, most people are so excited. uh, They said seeing is believing. Listen to this, eh? Mm -hmm. seeing is believing. So when they continue to see uh, a particular tech stock is rising, 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 then they form a belief system. Yes, it's rising. I sure they make money. Listen carefully. So you form an opinion. I'm sure they make money because it's growing. But then, to me, I, I advise my client would be, I say, look, it's already grown so much. Every stock has got their peak. Uh, okay, growing period. Lah, put it yeah. this way, growing yeah. period. When you hit that button, then you must take a, say, take a back and say, okay, look, it has grown so much. Let me take profit. Okay, most people don't do that. Let's take profit and say, okay, maybe 70%, maybe 80%. There must be a parameter for you to do that. Mm. Why? Because not all stocks goes up all the time and not all stocks go down all the time. But again, coming back to another thematic view that I always share, knowing and doing are poles apart. Yes. So, so you know that history has taught us that whenever a particular stock has gone beyond that particular re, uh, PE ratio or go beyond their you know, uh, growth, then it's time that it'll show to come down. But when you know, which is the knowing, you still do not want to exit the market. 
you still feel that it's going to go up. Yeah. So yeah. that is the exuberance that becomes the enemy of the individual. Yes. You yeah. know, likewise, you flip it, as you mentioned earlier, markets are coming down, meaning the market say, okay, I'm very, very high. I want to give you an opportunity to come and invest now. I want to go back to a fair value, which you can come in now, invest, and over a period, the next three years or whatever, uh, the market will come back. And history has always taught us when it could be the particular sector, it could be the particular team of the environment. My team could be wrong in the next one year. Thematic changes, market dynamic changes. So that when you see, then you say, ah, okay, this sector based on the past has corrected beautifully. Mm -hmm. I think there's no such thing as perfect price yeah. or perfect stock. You huh? can never... And people if, always yeah. think they get it right. I don't think so. <laughs> you can always get it a right price or closest, a good price. A good price. Yeah. Okay, fine. Closest a good price. Right. Just jump on it. Yeah. Why do you have to wait? But, again, perception deceives you. Oh, it's corrected. I think uh, things are not going to go well. Again, your personality. Let it grow first. You know? Then they wait. The approaches are given you. Huh? You're not going at low price. Huh? And you wait. The stock would have gone by another 20% by the next one year. Or it could be 30% because usually it, it bounces back fast. When it goes higher after 50%, then they want to jump again. At the end of the day, we are our own worst enemies, right? We, you know, how then do you overcome your worst enemy? How do you build this mental resilience that you talk about to recognize something that is usually negative like volatility as not an enemy but something they can take opportunity of uh, at the same time to recognize a growing trend as not an opportunity to jump the gun but an opportunity to be wary of right I think as uh, Warren Buffett have said you know be fearful when everyone's greedy but be greedy when everyone's fearful right <laughs> okay two, there'll be two approaches to this huh? those people who are seasonal there are many investors a seasonal investor yeah. which I give respect to then they they can use this model of, okay, I am competent uh, for the few years that I've been doing this. Okay, my process is okay until now. Question is, they can then ask themselves and say, okay, what do I want to do with the new dynamic information around? Okay, market condition, sector, thematic, global, what's happening? Then they can bring down the emotion, say, thoughts, feelings, selection again. What am I thinking about this? Why am I thinking about this? They need to write it down. They need to write it down. They need to look at it and say that, uh, again, okay, these are things that I see. What are the things I'm not seeing? It could be opportunity I'm not seeing. It could be risk that I'm not seeing. Either way, you need to take some time. As long as they can sit down, take some time for themselves and see things differently, those who are not experienced, they need to say that, what do I want? Purpose. Purpose or wealth. Huh? It's very got to be very yeah. clear. Okay, where am I now? What is happening in my life? What do I need? Do I need a unit trust agent? Do I need a financial planner? Do I need this? Do I need that? So you need to write that down and say, okay, this is what I want. Why am I failing? Oh, I couldn't do this because of this. Then they must look for someone who can be able to help them to coach them. It's all about coach, but it must be a competent person. Investors have gone through this process and this process is duplicable. Okay, you need to have a process that, oh, okay, this these people have gone through this process and this process is duplicable and it's adaptable, easy, layman term. So, ah, okay, I continue doing this, I'm back in action. So lastly, before we end, then what's your advice to all the listeners that are listening to us, right? They are looking at 2023 with trepidation because, you know, recession, <laughs> you know, higher interest rate, yeah. GDP slowing and yeah. everything, right? This is bad for the subconscious. This is bad for... It is only bad if you only... better. Huh? sorry if I interrupted. It's only bad that the environment triggers your negative part of you to feel that bad. 
Listen carefully, eh? The environment, outside stimulus, triggering your inside emotion, belief system, oh, it's bad. It triggers you. Mm-hmm. Then immediately your perception will say, no, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Okay? But if you neutralize and say that, okay, this is what's happening. What must I do? Go back to what is happening. What must I do? Where am I going? If you pull back like the Buddha, relax, pull back, and evaluate yourself, evaluate the market, and then come out with a strategy, then it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Back again in perception. Okay? okay? But if you ask me honestly, I say it's a fantastic time to invest. And with that, we come to the end of the show. That's all the time for Ringgit and Sense. I've been speaking to K. Gunasigaram, founder, licensed financial planner, behavioral advisor, and money coach at Wealth Street. Join us again next week for more discussions on personal finance. We have the 10 a.m. news bulletin coming up next, followed by Enterprise. I'm Sim Weeboon from The Morning Run, PFM 89.9. Ringgit and Sense is brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia, your lifetime insurance and takaful partner. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.